ready? to Diaries of the Wild Ones. This episode, we should probably leave sponsor-free because although it's an amazing adventure story, it wasn't exactly legal. We definitely don't encourage breaking the law, but something we do really encourage is adventure and wherever you go to respect the place, take all your garbage and leave no trace, which is normally the reason why a lot of places are made illegal, especially that it's normally too dangerous for the average punter. But I assure you that these guys are extremely respectful and highly skilled. But we are going to keep this episode anonymous. So we decided to name this guy Jack. So for the sake of it, let's just call him Jack. And let's just say we recorded this episode in California, which makes everything really legal. All right. So once again, I had Rio join me from the episode I did with him called Conversations with an Enlightened Elder, which is one of my highest rated episodes. So if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to that one because it's absolutely hilarious. Okay, guys, so once again, enjoy this tale of adventure. What do we sp- don't smoke the whole thing? Don't put it out on there, Elvin. It'll kill me. It'll burn the thing. <laughs> I got a wife. <laughs> got I'm a not wife. like you guys. If I do shit, there's repercussions. If you do something, it doesn't fucking matter. Are you, are Wait you till single, you get a Jack? wife. Ah, uh, yeah. You're single, man. Yeah, really. yeah. Are you having fun? Heaps. Of you fun. don't have to answer to anyone. Is that why you're living such a like adventurous lifestyle? Um, well, I, I've been a I guess living an adventurous lifestyle while I was in a relationship as well. Um, are we are we recording? We are now. We are now. Yeah. <laughs> we got tricked in. Damn. How <laughs> <laughs> much your friend doesn't listen to this? <laughs> no, you just no. You talked her up. You said you'd been living an adventurous yeah. lifestyle, so yeah. she wasn't holding you back too much. Well, it's funny. I think that's what kind of drew her towards me. In, yeah, in perfect. Sense. That's good. that's what drew my ex towards me, but that's also what drew her away from me. Fucking hated me. She's like, I I really like how he's adventurous and wants to always go away and do these cool things. And like, he loves surfing and getting up early every morning, goes surfing. And then she's like, fuck, he gets up every morning, goes surfing and and he keeps going away because he (laughs) wants to do adventurous things. And obviously that doesn't always work unless Mm. like you've got someone who really wants to come with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And here we are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All living our own dream. (laughs) It's pretty like, good. Pretty that's good. well. That's what actually. Do you know how I met this guy, Rio? Oh, okay. When I was up at the Keppel Islands, um, I was yeah. I was coming back after I'd been out there hitchhiking around on boats and camping on islands by myself and everything, and meeting all this really cool crew. And I had left my car in Yapoon the whole time in the in the marina car park. And I was getting the ferry back, and you're on the ferry, and I just mm. looked over at Jack, and I was like ah. thinking, oh, this guy's a fucking dude, you know, he's just one of the boys, you know. Yeah, and then. We got off the ferry and I noticed like he was like looking where to go. So I just pulled up and was like, oh, do you need a lift in a town, man? Like he was going to hitchhike or whatever. Are you going to get the bus or something? I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't know oh. what you are doing. Yeah you, yeah, you kind of saved me. Yeah, and I was like, how, yeah. the f- how are you up at Keppel's, man? You're like, oh, we just sailed up here. I only yacht with a couple of mates. And I was like, oh, get fucked. <laughs> oh, so you just got off the boat and you were just on, so, going into town. Yeah, we'd been out for a few days and we needed to get some supplies. Oh, and um, 
and then yeah we went and got the ferry over to to yapoon and aaron gave me a lift to 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 Woolworths. Yeah. To Woolworths. <laughs> it's like when you and so I just hopped in the back of his troopy and I was like, this guy's a lord. And then we just started talking and talking found to each out. each other up now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Thank he, you. He, he met my cousin in Mexico and then, yeah, he's got some, he was going to do a podcast with a few mates of mine down in Sydney. So, um, yeah, it just, it all worked and we've stayed in contact since then and here we wow. are. Just just a foot, another dude, in, eh? Yeah, in wow. Byron. Just yeah, in Byron, eh? Yeah. After a big weekend yeah. party weekend. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Oi, this is actually so. What I what I love about this and and why you do live this adventurous lifestyle is because well, you own a yacht with two mates, and that's an endeavour that I've I've done before. Yeah, and I own a yacht with a couple of mates, and it's just something that was just so fun. And mm. for us, like the, I just remember the excitement about it, even the idea and not knowing it was actually going to happen, but then it actually happening. So mm. how how did that happen for you? Like, how did you decide to buy a yacht with a couple of mates and just go sailing? Well, it's funny. It was, I think it was two years ago, 2017 New Year's Eve. And um, my mate had this little Hobie craft. I don't know if you know what a Hobie craft yeah. is. It's a little 16-foot cat. And I bought it off a dude out, out in the country somewhere. And it was the 1970s. They wanted to retire it because it was, it was haggard. And, um, and he bought it and he did a bit of work on it. He's like, you keen to do a, a trip down south on it? And I was like, yeah, if we get a window. So we got a three-day window and sailed from... Um, Sydney to, to Bendelong down the south coast of New South Wales. Oh, really? Yeah, been but, so far. Was that your yeah. first time sailing? Yeah, literally. Like, we took it out the day before to, to kind of, I don't know. Get your head around it. Just, yeah. Like, pull this rope here. and Exactly. Yeah. And the, the mast actually fell down and we had to be towed back in. And that was the day before we meant to leave. And we're like, are we doing this? And then next day we left. And Why it was, did the mast fall down? Like, we just didn't do the shackle up properly. <laughs> we just like oh, fuck. learn our lesson. Oh, like it was fuck. a good lesson to learn. Trial yeah. and error, right? So then, uh, yeah, and then we sailed down over three days. First day to to um, Kayama, the next day into Jarvis Bay, and the third day down to Bendelong where we were like, met by a group of our mates. Just like, yeah. Were you, were you taking wow. boards? Uh, we didn't have boards. We didn't so have this much. is literally just an endeavor. You guys, mm. so like it was a full-on endeavor, full-on adventure. You didn't know what you were getting yourself in, yeah, into. Yeah, And so then your mates are literally like there to cheer you on. Yeah. They were down at the house. Yeah, it's pretty, that? pretty special. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. But then, um, yeah, we did. We had that trip and we're like, if we had a big boat, we could do a bigger trip and then teed up a boat in uh, in Clareville, which is like a couple minutes from ours. And yeah, bought it for, for nine grand. Wait, uh, wait, wait. So like... You and your mates just did this one trip and then you're like, how did the conversation come about as in like, let's buy a boat? Well, it was funny. I, was, I had a bit of money and a, and a bit of time that I was planning on taking off and we were thinking about originally doing a horse trip in Chile and buying a couple of horses and doing <gasps> oh. a big trek and then... Do you know Jared Pye? He did that across Colombia. Nah. Oh man, he went, can go learn at a ranch. Go stay with a family, learn at a ranch. He did that for three months and then took off for three months. Mate, maybe I'll do that next year. Mate, wow. do it. That's a great trip to do. So anyway, you're thinking about doing that. Yeah, we're thinking about doing a trip like that. And then um, we're like, maybe we should go back to the sailing idea. And then, yeah, we, we looked at a few different cats. And then we thought, maybe if we get a monohull, it's going to be better. And we found this one just, yeah, really close to ours for nine grand. And we, um, yeah, bought it and took it up over. Nine grand's so cheap for a boat. Like, yeah, how big ridiculous. are we talking? Like a monohull? Yeah, like, like a 30-foot monohull. Uh, old offshore racer. Not much... Not much room, but um, it was kind of going to be enough room for the two of us. And in good condition? Uh, just or what two condition? of you went. Yeah, it's just me and another mate. So you how, had... how much sailing experience did you have? Uh, he had a little bit more than I, but yeah, not much at all. Like wow. our first, when we first went out, none of us had sailed overnight. And we're just like, oh, we're doing it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what is it in you? Cause, okay, so all these, aren't you scared? Like, or are you getting more excited? Like, okay, you need to learn. You don't really, because like sometimes, and I get this in my life where people mm-hmm. are like, oh no, like naive. You're being naive. You're just going out and figuring it out. But that's what I love about it because that is the adventure. Mm. You know, like when we first sailed our boat, I remember, well, uh, working on it in the marina in Langkawi in, in Malaysia and all the other yachties there are just like, these these young guys are going to kill themselves, you yeah. know, because we had no idea. But then, like, we just, you're figuring it out. You have to. You know? And you, yeah, that's the thing, you have to. But yeah. how was that for you guys? Were you scared or were you just like, do you reckon you're naive to, as in, like, you didn't know what you're up against or you literally were, like, trying to just work it out and, like, really figure it out? Yeah, it's it's hard to, hard to say. I think we just, yeah, definitely had to try and back ourselves and, yeah, just... Fuck, that's, yeah. that's incredible you know like you actually just went on a voyage without knowing anything about it yeah it's like that's amazing yeah, yeah. that's gutsy so <sighs> yeah how did it go so so you're obviously pretty good mates like yeah. this guy to be able to go halves in a boat with him yeah we're, uh, we're climbing partners highline partners i was just gonna ask yeah, you yeah. he he's somebody that you already have had like heaps of adventures yeah. with Tommy. So you guys both know you could do it. Yeah, Tommy, that's cool. Tommy, you're mad, cool, dog. cool. Yeah, we had to put a lot of trust in each other beforehand, so we knew that I don't know a trip like this would kind of suit us, and we both had yeah. similar goals, values, ideas, and it all worked. And couldn't have done it with a better person. Yeah, yeah. that's so how good cool. is it when you get a mate that you just click with like that. Oh, man. You know what I mean, and especially a mate that you can do the same. You're on the same level. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you can just do the same stuff with them, and they both push you. And it's just, well, it's just yeah, exactly similar values. You mm. know. Yeah. Same goal in mind. Yeah. 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 So being nine grand, you'd think a boat like that would need heaps of maintenance. You know what I mean? Mm. Or like, is it better than what, like, was it a good deal? It was a good deal. Um, but it had no headroom. Like our head was always cocked to the side. So it was uncomfortable. Oh, wow. Like if you were to do a trip like we did, you'd get a boat that had autopilot and you'd have a boat. Oh, you so could, you don't have autopilot? No, nah, behind the helm the whole time. Just always on the rudder. Just Was your head bent the whole time? Yeah, when you're inside, for sure. Oh, fuck. Inside. And, yeah. So and, what, what was the trip? So you buy, you buy this yacht. So we, we bought the yacht and we planned to do a trip. We didn't know how far we were going to go. We originally thought maybe we'd go up to the Pacific or something. Um, but then one of our mates in the, in the highlining crew, he... Um, so highlining, what's highlining? Like slacklining, like we set a slackline up over and that's, gorges. That's another thing we're going to talk about. This is what he does, man. Fuck. And he walks fuck, across man, He hangs off serious? these cliffs, man. You should see these photos. Yeah. It's insane. So yeah, that was, I guess that was a hobby we got into, just slacklining in the park, and then we we wanted to step it up, and we um, yeah just joined a community and we started highlining in the Blue Mountains uh, at, at first, and then. So you guys started in the park. We just jumped cho- topics for a second, because so, yeah. it doesn't matter with stones. That's supposed to tell people that. <laughs> Okay, so you, you start in the park, like, yeah. do it in between tree to tree, and you yeah. put the slack line up. Yeah. And what you just, you know what I like about this? Everything you've done, you've just done something and enjoyed and going, you know what, I'm just going to go do that. Mm-hmm. You did it with the yacht. Yeah. You did it with slack lining. You're like, oh, enjoying it. Let's, let's find a community. Let's get involved. Let's What's get your next project? Stop jumping I'm fucking topics, I'm curious, man. God. jumping topics, man? No, no. When we do, whatever. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> now we can jump talking i'll try to say jump yeah but i want to before we're done we gotta yeah. tell us our next your next yeah. adventure i want to know okay let's get the slack lining <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> i was like now you're making me be the boss or i have to run the <laughs> run the conversation <laughs> I don't want to you are the boss what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> it's like... 
I'm afraid he's right. Irresponsible for this stuff. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> All right, well, like, fuck, man, my mouth. Give me that water. Okay. So wait, slack line. So you out st- of my glass of water. <laughs> I'm not touching talk? that again. I don't, I don't think you saw. I was going to fill mine I'm up with wine. I'm going to go for wine this time. Yeah. Do you want the wine? <laughs> no. So no, you... I don't care. I'm okay with germs. <laughs> how did you get into slacklining? So you guys started We just shared a joint. Like, I'm sure sharing glass is fine. That's true. It's going to be okay. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> okay, what were you asking? So, no, I wanted to know about slacklining because that's yeah. the whole how he ended up buying the boat. That's how he ended up doing things. Yeah. <laughs> doing yeah. Things yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we just started walking in the park and saw some photos of people doing it. We thought, if yeah, I guess if if they can do it, eventually we can. So just get involved and yeah. Fuck, I love that attitude. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah. So how do you eventuate to doing it in between in between cliffs? Um, yeah, we started off like the thirty meter line at a, at a place called Damn Cliffs in the Blue Mountains, and then yeah, had heaps of fun there and met some really cool people there, and then. We, um, so you're strapped in, like, do you have a yeah. safety line on? Yeah, so it's like, it's a, Thank God. It's a piece of webbing, yeah. um, and then it's got an anchor on the rock, which is usually like maybe two to four bolts, um, and then, Are yeah. they pre-anchored in? Ah, yeah. right, so you tie, you tie your slack line to a cliff. Yeah, so you tie it in, um, point to point, ah. and then you're kind of, you've got a ring, and that ring goes over the line, and then you tie into the ring, and then tie into your harness, and so if you fall, you fall on the line wherever you fall, and then climb up, and get back on it. That must be so hard, man. How's your core? Like, do you have a, do you have to have a strong core strength, like all the little muscles just always engaged? Um, yeah, well, I've definitely found it's probably got a bit stronger since I started, but um, yeah, I guess we've, we've been doing it for maybe three years now. Wow. Yeah. So, how does your balance? Like, did you always have pretty good balance? I grew up kind of skating and doing a few other kind of fun things, and I, I guess balance is pretty crucial in a lot of other board sports. And yeah. that's a thing I found in the Highline community that a lot of people that like uh, a, a girlfriend of ours is a really good speed skater, and now she's one of the world's best Highliners. And people that are good wow. at skating or surfing, or you know what, they bring that same kind of their attributes that they were good at their sports into Highlining. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Is there heaps of adrenaline? Like even though you got that harness on, like just everything, like is is the anchor gonna hold? Like is the harness yeah. gonna hold? Or just slipping? Like even nutting yourself when you nut yeah. yourself? Like so oh, did that, that ever happen? Ago, yeah. So, oh, so you just fun. got it in the ball? Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? You yeah. fell and it just nailed you. It's pretty off footing. Yeah. yeah, how long did it take to recover from that? I got You'd off the line. I was done for the day. I was like, no, nah, that's me done. Yeah. It was a good excuse to get off. That would <laughs> fucking hurt. Yeah. But, um, that would be like, wow. So, yeah. so you, you're in this highlining community. And is this where you've met Tommy? Yeah. Oh, no. Nah, Tommy and I, we both were from a town in north of Sydney called Avalon. Yeah. Um, so, we're mates there. We surf and we're, we're in the same group of mates. And yeah, we've got similar interests, but. It was actually funny, slacklining kind of brought us together. We're all, like, we're part of a, a bigger group, but we both kind of got into slacklining at the same time. And from there, we then came climbing partners and then explored the mountains climbing together. And then... Wow. And then bought a yacht together. Yeah, did the sail and then bought a yacht together. And So yeah. wow. when you... So now, like, me as a sur- surfer and, like, we, you, sur- you surf, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man. Yeah. I think you just said... <laughs> no but it's like surfing takes me traveling adventure wise like now that you've started slacklining and 
and climbing mountains and everything Mm -hmm. now like when you're planning trips especially having a yacht do you now do you factor that into it so before was it just like buying a yacht to go surfing or was it buying a yacht to go like climb stuff well we we bought the boat to just kind of facilitate the life that we wanted to do so we body surf a lot as well we surf body surf dive um yeah high line slack line surf yeah surf yeah (laughs) yeah surf yeah Yeah, so so yeah, oh, that, that took us some pretty cool places up and down the east coast, and yeah. So yeah. what was the first trip with the boat? Like after after like literally like learning to sail and doing a couple. So was it a couple overnighters? Um, we hadn't even done a couple overnighters yet. We just we bought the boat and done a few trips out to um kind of done a few laps of Pitwater where we live. Yeah. Um, and then kind of the, the couple boys in the Highline community got wind that that we were doing it, and they wanted to go out and do some adventures out towards Lord Howe Island. So. We, we pulled them in and they, they're not that confident in the ocean. They're full mountain goats, just not that confident. So um, they came on with us and we, we got another mate who had a bit more experience sailing than us. And yeah, the five of us went out to Lord Howe. And we, what was the plan? Uh, like, why Lord Howe? There's, there's a big um, sea stack out there. It's the world's tallest sea stack. And um, yeah. Bull's Pyramid. Yeah. Yeah, it's the one. It, um, is, it looks like... Something out of the Lord of the Rings just sticking up out of the ocean. It's insane, oh, wow. man. It's, it's off Lord Howe, what, like 60? Is it 60 mile? Uh, 23K southeast, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. 23K. So, yeah, you can About just... 45 minute by boat, like not yeah. sailboat. Like yeah. So, so you guys have planned. Was that the actual plan to go climb this thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, it originally wasn't the plan, but then once kind of a few boys in the community got wind of it and... It had been especially one of these boys' dreams for a while. He found out we got the boat and he knew that that would facilitate his way out there. And we were, wow. we were climbers, but we weren't that confident in climbing. So to have them on board was kind of essential, crucial to us being able to climb it. Um, and I guess we were crucial to them being able to get them there, get out there yeah. so, and, but, get, and so get on the rock, you know. But like, is that how high does it stick out of the ocean? Uh, it's, I think it's 562 maybe. Oh, you're kidding Something me. like that. Yeah, it's... it's. Uh, so you're climbing a mountain in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. What yeah. a great idea. Yeah. That sounds but so can anyone cool. Do, wait, you, can't just, you can't do it, eh? Nah, so it's actually um, illegal um, to climb as part of the Lord Howe Island board. Let's make your name anonymous for this. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> sounds so you good. guys climbed it and you just... Yeah, up. you rocked up and climbed it. But we like people have climbed it. Yeah, people have climbed it before, and um, it's it, just yeah, it's the, a it's a pinnacle, man. Yeah, it's definitely a dream to climb. Oh, For a climber, amazing. I can imagine it's a climber's dream, but it's like literally sticking up out of the ocean. So, like, how did you what work you? out a plan to go climb it? Um, it 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 was a plan that kind of evolved over maybe a year or just over a year. Um, and yeah, our plan was to go out to Lord Howe, set up set up camp there, find a good window. Saddle, saddle, uh, boss pyramid. Uh, get dropped off there because I don't know you can't really anchor up. Did you know? Ocean. Like, did you like Google Map or did you yeah. kind of get photos and understand? Uh, like, oh, we wouldn't be able to anchor out there. There'd be nothing. Like, yeah. So, so you did the research. Did a heap of research. Yeah. Then that was fun. Like planning the adventure is just like pretty exciting wow. in itself. You know. Yeah, because yeah, it's got to yeah. be thought about. This is like a, a for one ocean. So you're mm-hmm. like looking for gaps and weather, best time of year, best yep. winds, yep. like best time to climb it. There's so many factors that have to go. That's into an this. incredible trip that you made. You know, just to think all the I, you know, how 
fuck, I have a hard time getting out of the house. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, where did I put my wallet? Yeah, like, I'm <laughs> what just, do I need? You know, fuck, I'm not that forward. You are, must be really smart because obviously you forward think. Yeah, yeah I, it's pretty I, impressive. We're all pretty like-minded, yeah. like boys on the trip. From our mate who who was sailing the boat with us, and to Tommy, my the guy I climb with, one of my best mates, and the other two blokes, they're really switched on too. So wow. they they'd never sailed before. And they picked it up so quickly. It was amazing how quickly they picked it up. Wow. And by by the end of the trip, they, they were sailing behind the helm by themselves without us, just unsupported. Sick. And we're just like, we yeah, couldn't have done it with a better crew. Um, yeah, wow. especially not having any autopilot and everything too. Mm. Like, and, and when you're hand steering the whole time, it's like loading up the sails, dropping yep. off, loading up the sails. Yep. There's so much more of an art if you got to do long, long sails like mm. that. For sure. So how did you execute it then? Like he's like, he's just packed the boat and just all jumped in and like. Yeah, did you, what did you just see a weather window? We it was actually the same weather window that the um, Bell's Beach Comp was on the one in fifty years swell, and we saw that it was like wrapping around the kind of coast. And by the time we thought it was going to come up, it was going to lose a bit of steam, which it did. Um, but it was it was going to push us that direction towards towards Lord Howe. But you, you weren't scared of the swell size. You're just like more like banking on the the fact that that wind's going to be coming up and that swell's going to be coming up with it, like to push you that way. Yeah, well, we were worried about the swell size, um, but at the same time, the longer we left it, the the later in the year it was going to get. The bigger the swells we're going to get, the shorter the days, the more the rainfall. So oh, yeah. we we kind of had to. It was pretty. It was pretty much crunch time. We kind of had to do it. So yeah. we just bit the bullet and did did it in that window and. It was fine. The first day was was quite mellow. Um, it was at night and it was glassy and there was dolphins swimming the phosphorescence and it was like oh, it was magical. It was and meant to be. Yeah, it was like that's the moment. How is that too? Like when you're actually wow. doing what you're supposed to be doing, it all comes in together. Yeah, you know what I mean. Pretty, like pretty you get epic. to see the yeah. beauty. Yeah, and then, yeah, and that was beautiful. And then it was the next day or the day after when we lost sight of land. The swell really picked up. I don't know if it was just as it came around Jarvis or. Yeah. what it was yeah. but picked yeah. up and it was yeah I how think big was it it's like 12 to 16 foot range and how were you so going, you were going dropping into the troughs and stuff mm. how how were oh. you guys going with sailing um we were we were getting better at it as time went on and you have to you get you get, kind of learn pretty quickly um and then when that big swell came our engine actually fell off its mounting um so that rendered the engine useless so we're two days out in the ocean with Did- no engine working and Did so, you just lose it or just? No, nah, it, it was still in the boat, like, um, it but it fell off its off mounting. So yeah, and by that point we and had to sail because we didn't have the engine back up. So and how, how is that for the inexperience to just start getting stressful on board? Like, did you guys, especially like being tired and being out at sea, was it like getting bickery or like hard to like, you know what I mean? As like mm. different, this different stress levels come through. Like, how did you guys manage that? Um, yeah, I think most of, like actually. All of us were pretty level-headed, and um, there was a point where we were out there, and the the sail got caught. We didn't have an engine, and the only way to get uh, get it fixed was to send Tommy up the mast. And oh, then, seasickness. Yeah, well, I was seasick for three and a half days. I didn't drink f- drink any water. I couldn't eat any food for three and a half days. So I was I didn't have much energy at the time as well. Um, so, cause you, just because you hadn't done much sail, did you know that you get seasick? Well, like I, I'm, I was a just being marine swells. scientist by trade, so like I'm. I have been on boats and, you know, I kind of thought I had seasickness under, under cover, but 
just out there. It was just yeah. Well, the thing is, it's nonstop. It isn't like you're just ends. trying to get a window. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I um that last trip that I just did, I didn't take any chances. Just the first few days straight up, I just drank heaps of water and um just took heaps of seasickness yeah. tablets, the non drowsy ones. Yeah. And um, just like the first four or five days, just because it always takes me that bit to get used to it. Yeah. You know mm. what I mean? And that's that window where you're most likely to get it as well for me. Mm. So and once you get it, there's no turning back. Mm. And it, like you literally feel like you're going to die. Like you just want it. You just want to be put out of your misery. <laughs> you're sitting there just throwing up and you're just like, oh, God. It's I've so- seen people so sick on boats before. I was on a dive boat one time and this girl, she could get it together enough to lift her head and puke <laughs> then she'd lay back down and <laughs> just like it was i almost got sick watching i think i understand I, i've never been seasick and i've been on a lot of boats the only time i almost got seek a, seasick was a crossing in hawaii where the, mo- the motor stopped it got water and, and we had to take the injectors apart oh yeah and then drain it and then put it all back together and it was so much diesel down there I was yeah breathing diesel yeah. I, that almost got me sick anything fumy and anything where yeah. you have to concentrate like mm. little wires or like little <laughs> anything <laughs> yeah, oh man one time out up at our anchor lodge we're in rough seas and there was like water coming through our anchor into the bilge up the front and like you got a bilge pump there for it, but the bilge pump stopped working. So I had to go down at the front in the bow of the boat, man, and like get under this hatch, like stinky anchor, and then like wire this bilge bump together, like little wires in this dark space up the front of a boat while it's bouncing in rough seas. That'd man. be horrible. Oh man, I man, <laughs> it had to be done. And I did it, and then threw up freaking the rest of the day. <laughs> it's You're suck. a good man. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Like, that's the thing how how much does, do you, does sailing teach you you've just got to man up and deal with shit oh, you know what I mean it's just like there yeah. is no thinking no one else is going to do it and that's what I love about it yeah. you got to fix it you got to work it out there is no there is no room for um, being there is no room for like being short or frustrated or getting angry at things because that's never going to help yeah, the situation it's, it's like it, yeah. because you can't check out yeah. you can't go fuck this I'm done I'm not dealing with this shit you know what I mean? And then yeah. just check out. You can't do that on the boat. Yeah. So you've all got to work together as a team. And when you find a good team, like, fuck, man, it's like that's you really right. bond over yeah. that because that's you got to, right. you can't have the bullshit. Yeah. You can't, can't you know? afford it. You nah. just can't afford it. Yeah. It's yeah. like when it's kind of life and death at times, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it like literally is. Mm. Like if you're, okay, so straight up your engine's gone, like hey, that's a high stressful thing. You're like, okay, yeah. now only we can sail. So now it's down to the wind. Yeah. And the time that like if current comes in, like literally, and then if something happens to the sail, it's like yeah. there's no, then what's C? You know, yeah. and, under, and under circumstances where you were describing where you were like sick, mm. you know, it's like that. You're not thinking properly. Yeah. Man, you guys are yeah, amazing. Enough, really like, amazing. Where, did you prepare enough food and water for if you didn't make it in time? Yeah, we had heaps of uh, heaps of food and we had a couple of jerry cans spare of water. So we, we were prepared if, if we had to float out there for a while, we could. But I guess the only issue was we didn't have any like radio contact with the land because we didn't have sat phone, didn't have HF radio, we didn't have anything fuck you guys travel so much like me i like these guys man i want to do a trip with them because they're yeah. working it as they go and i was telling you in the car like a couple of my friends mountaineers bailed me up about doing stuff in the mountains and you know blah i was like you kind of don't get it it's like for me and for my life it's like i want to learn and figure it out as i go and i know it's true i'm willing it's like calculated risks for me and i'm willing to take those risks i'm willing to put my yeah. i know in those hard suffering situations because i grow so much from that yeah. and that's what i'm here to do in my life and like 
for me in my life. And I, I was even got down to the point of a pilgrimage. Like sometimes it's like a rite of passage. It's like you, you have to do it. You know what I mean? Like you probably yep. felt, did, well, I'll, I'll just ask you. It's like, did you feel that once that that idea was in place and you guys had the boat, that there was just no question, you just had to do it? Yeah. And you had to make it work. And so yeah. it's like, you has got to the point where it's like, you're willing, you know, it's now it's a new calculated risk. It's like the, the challenge compared to reward and it's like you start wanting something that much that she's like you know what i'm just going to do it and i know it's going to be hard and it's you know but but you want that you want to have to figure it out and you want to you know because that is that it's that fucking primitive is it the primitive mind it's that thing you know like you just it's like, yeah i would call it highly intelligent you know what i mean it's like literally you know it's like a, a dumb guy would have never made it <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> back literally. to natural selection well it's yeah. like well, it was like ultimate challenge it's like and i find that too do you ever find like you just when you get like too much in a rhythm of something that you just kind of like, you're not, when you're not being challenged, your mind just like goes freaking dull. Like yep. When I was remember doing construction, doing the same thing, it's just like it's not challenging me. And I come back mm. and I'm not having these deep conversations with people. I'm not like seeing new things. And I just found like, I was like, I'm, I come back and I'm just feeling stupid. I'm like, am I, I'm not thinking, I'm not challenging myself. And like when you put yourself yeah. in a situation like sailing across the ocean, it's like, you know, like how you can learn and how intelligent you are yourself. Like you, you know, like right, I've got this, I've got to figure it out and you can't. And the thing is, there's no room to think any other like yeah. otherwise, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's like zero to hero, but it's like, fuck, you get this hero pretty quick, you know? You have to. Yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no option, is there? Yeah. Would like you say really you're addicted no to that feeling or like, why do you, why do you search for that feeling? Like in your travels, because like you sail and you hang off cliffs and like you go camp up off, off cliffs and everything. It's like, what is it for you about challenging yourself so much to get that reward? I think it's, I don't know. I think it's just learning in general. I just, I really enjoy learning from, I know we're taught to learn from school, but to actually learn how to learn again, you know, and learn something completely different and challenge yourself in a completely new, new realm. It's exciting. And, and you, as you said, you grow a lot from it. Yeah. What do you feel you, like? Do you do it for the reward or the growth? Like, I suppose you enjoy the whole process, but it's like... Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's, a it's good getting question. deep, eh? It's you, know, you know, almost in a way that that's what men do. Mm. You know, it's like it's like men challenge themselves because it's like, you know, your whole life you're growing up, basically. Even like, like okay, I'm 67, I'm still growing up. You know, it's like I'm still figuring out what the fuck. I don't know what to do. You know, it's just like literally, you know. You're doing it. So I'm just doing it. I'm My whole life I've been winging it. The whole, the whole thing, right? right? And I admire people like you that actually just like at an early age, you're just, fuck, it's powerful, man. It's just so powerful. Mm. Both of you guys are like amazingly powerful human beings, you know, that are just creating realities for yourselves. You know, instead of being told what your reality is going to be, you just make it up. And that's, that, yeah. I, I find it, that awesome. But you re- realize too, awesome. he's also surrounding himself by mates that want to do that. Like getting he's into smart. that. He's smart. He's really fucking smart. You know what I mean? You know? And that's, yeah. they're attracted to to each other to do these things together. You know yeah. what I mean? They've all come together and they've just got this one. Oh, fuck, that's cool, man. You know I'm, what? So, if there's some like big cor- corporation that needs a CEO, I reckon they should get Jack to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, literally, he'd deal with it. You know, he'd make it happen. Yeah, you figure it a new challenge. You want that? Do you want that much of a challenge? Do you want that challenge? <laughs> Man, some of the other boys I was with were highly intelligent blokes, and, yeah. and 
really thankful to do the trip with them because they're really switched on fellas so yeah it was good to have them but um, just learn like learning about too. the weather how'd you go with that because you got to get in so much detail like that gets mm. so interesting too when you literally yeah. start like learning the weather and the the, the wind patterns and those wow. and the current and that you figure it all out and you're like sweet and then you set sail and then you got three knot of current against you and you're like oh i didn't you know you didn't work that out <laughs> yeah it's a whole oh, new challenge and, wow. you, and you're constantly figuring out like everything that breaks, you know, you got to figure it out on the yeah. way. So what happened? So you, so the engines broke down, the the sail got caught up. Yeah. Like h- how long's the crossing just to get to Lord Howe? Was that um, three days or four days? It took us five. Five. So we were, we, were, we were making good time on the sail, and then we kind of got hit by the easterly, so we had to tack up wind for two days, which kind sure. of which put another day on the trip. But it was fine. We yeah we made it in five days and. Yeah. It's so how did you sail? Because uh, Lord Howe doesn't have good anchorages and has that big reef. Mm. So how did you get into anchor into Lord Howe? Well, it was funny. The um, there's there's one policeman on the island, and he heard we were coming. And, oh, um, what's his name again? Steve. He was a lord. Is it Steve? Is it Steve? It's it's something it's like something that. Something like that. Yeah. Or Shane. No, Steve. Uh, oh man, I feel so he, bad because he's such a legend, and he's yeah. Yeah. yeah he okay. hooked us up a lot. Um, on wow. The, so. Um, yeah, he, he was a good fella and he, he um, turned the lights on on his car and guided us in as like a, as a lead light. Um, yeah. And we just sailed into our mooring in South Reef. And so you just got a hold of him over the, over the radio said, hey, look. Yeah. Um, and when we going to reception. Did you put out, it's not a mayday, you know, you, you got the three levels of calls. Like over, pan, pan, yeah. mayday. No, nah, we, we just, yeah, put, it was all cruisy. We got in contact with him. He's like, sail in. And it was. Um, was that scary coming in under sail only? It was scary, scary thinking that we weren't going to make it in before dark because we only just oh, so got in got before in dark. The dark. Just before dark, the sun was wow. going down, and we were, we was because you you can't do anything, you can't push the boat to go any faster. You just yeah. you can only do what the boat can do, and you're like eight hours out, and you're just like, are we going to make it? Are we not going to make it? Are we going to make it? Just so we just made it before sunset, and it was it was unreal. And then when we got in, the uh, the cop booked us a table at the local pub and we went and had a few beers and had dinner, and we we're just oh. frothing to be on land. <laughs> and were you hanging with the cop? Uh, no, nah, he, he jetted off for the night. And, but how was yeah. that feeling for you guys being at sea for five days, going through all that and then accomplishing the first, oh, the first endeavor? That's, that's a, the first yeah, part of the amazing, trip to yeah. the ultimate goal climbing balls is to get to the island. Yeah. That's like such a hard part in itself. Yeah, that was, that was step one. There was four steps, getting to Lord Howe, then getting to the, the top of balls, getting back to Lord Howe and then from Lord Howe to Sydney. So that was step one of four. And that was... So you sailed back to Sydney? Yeah. All right, so okay, so you're on the island, yeah, and this is what I don't get. Wait, how did you get your mate dropped you off in the boat? So there was your boat's broken. Yeah, so our boat was broken. So we had three or four days at Lord Howe. It was raining, so we didn't want to go straight to Balls. Went a bit of a rest, get supplies. So we uh, hung out. Um, We tied the engine back on with a bit of rope, and then um, did it work? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, um, climbers have got good rope tires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd be really good at rope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we actually found heaps of old rope in the, uh, in the garbage bin at, at the marina before we went. We're like, we could use this. And we ended up coming in really handy because it tied our engine back on. And so we tied the engine back on. And three or four days later, the, uh, the weather was looking good for both sailing and climbing. So, we, um, yeah, we sailed out. Our mate, uh, Zach, full lord, um, he dropped us off. And then we... We landed and then he sailed back to Lord Howe. Was he the one with the most experience? You said one mate had yep. more experience? Yeah, So sure. he sailed your boat out there? Um, we all sailed out and then he dropped us off and then 
he sailed back. Oh, you're kidding me. By so himself. he dropped you on this mountain that yeah. you're going to climb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you mount oh, it? Wow. Because when I was out there, um, when I was out there, I was like trying to look at, like, there was one ledge, like the north. I think there was one ledge off one yeah, corner that looked the like. South, south coast. Yeah, kind of yeah, on that side. There was yeah. one that, um, where are you going, Rio? I have a pee. <laughs> God. I have a pee. <laughs> now, there was like one ledge that looked like you could kind of, you'd have to swim still. Yeah. And then climb up the ledge. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we had 10 dry bags, I think. Was it 10 or 8? We had 10. Ten or eight dry bags full of all our gear. So you knew that you could only mount Lord uh, Balls. Balls Pyramid by jumping in the water first. You yeah. couldn't dry mount it. Mm, so you knew that yeah. coming to it? Yeah, yeah. We pre- we planned for that. Um, yeah, we prepared Fuck. for that. So what did you have in the bags? Just like food, sleeping gear, um, climbing gear, like highlining gear because we originally planned to do a highline on the pyramid. We had, yeah, pretty much everything to live for for four days and then also had um i think it was 40 liters of water um yeah for the time that so we premiered like you knew like how long we we were you more planning to like climb it in a day and then like camp on it for a couple of days or like how come four days like how long does it take to climb well we originally had to organize a date with uh zach because we didn't have any contact to him so we just said picks up on thursday it was a Monday. So we were like, pick us up on Thursday and we'll try and do everything we can in that time. And if we have to sacrifice doing the summit or sacrifice doing the Highline, we will. But we know how much time we've got and we'll make do with that. So. <laughs> that was a toilet flush. <laughs> Rio. What? They're freaking insane, these guys. They get dropped off at Lord... At, oh, from Lord Howe. They get dropped off at Bull, Bull's I Pyramid. Know, no contact insane. to anyone. Middle of the ocean with all their camper gear. And just to climb this this mountain, had it been pinned? Pinned in what way? Like when I was there, there was a couple of pins in it from um, some scientists. Okay, that um, had had pinned um, so you could like so you could climb up one ridge. Oh, pinned. there was because they're doing some testing out there. They're, they're, yeah, so they put in a few. We actually found the anchor bolts. Um, they, they put in a few rings um, on kind of where we where we started the climb, but. After that, it was pretty much just, yeah, placing, like the boys placing all the, all the gear. In, in the when rock. you got there, right, by boat, yeah, they just threw you in the water? Yeah, we just, we jumped in because it was Tommy and I are kind of... There's heaps of sharks there, man. Yeah, we saw them. Oh, yeah, my we God, were diving that's... with them. Oh, yeah. So you just, like, travel all the way to Lord. <laughs> I stand up paddle it's like, around it. And it's like they throw you in the fucking water with all your gear. Yeah. It's like swim for the beach, okay, and then start your adventure over there. Yeah. So yeah. you guys see it, and, like it's a proper, on... and it's a proper, we'll see in a few days. Like, hopefully everything's cool in four days when I get back. Like, he's mm. climbing a freaking, yeah. a big stone stack, man. Like, they're climbing this thing. There's so many, so many factors that can go wrong. Oh, yeah. And if something goes wrong, you're there for four days dealing with it, you know? Mm. Yep. Like, how did that factor in? Like, just thinking about that, we, was it just something that you were so pumped up? You, the, the risk, why was the risk so high? Is that just at the level where you were and you just wanted it? Yeah, I, I don't know. In, in, in your head, you're always thinking pretty optimistically. and you, I yeah. know you never think anything's going to go wrong, but you always have to kind of plan for the worst. Yeah. So I guess we brought, like, first aid kits and anything that if, if we had a minor injury, you could fix. And if, if it was a major injury, like if we fell off or something, there's nothing you can really do about that. Yeah. So but obviously, you, you have to mitigate 
Yeah, but obviously you got a lot of confidence in your skills. You know what I mean? As oh a, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of people that I've noticed because I know, you know, I know so many extreme people, right? And a lot, one thing that I notice is like you think they're nutters. Like Andrew Mooney, mate of mine, he charges these ways, man. I did a podcast with him. That's coming out. So any, any, he, he talks about. It. He's like he doesn't think he's crazy or whatever you know he just does what he does and he said but that's like the level of what he's confident at with his own skills yeah so he says he's like he doesn't he looks at other people and thinks they're crazy he thinks the stuff Mm. i'm doing is crazy i'm sure he think this stuff's crazy you know what i mean yet we're looking at him going oh he's a nut i love it but it's like do you find that like for you it wasn't that crazy because that's just how you are or who you are and you've got confidence in your skills like you know what i mean like what Mm. was that like for you just okay was it just jumping off and going and camping on a rock in the in the yeah. middle of the ocean like that's something that it yeah well i guess it definitely pushed the comfort zone but um yeah you always try and kind of i think you want to push the comfort zone but don't want to kind of break it as soon i feel like it's if you if you really break the comfort zone you you're in a bit of danger because you're not really prepared but I, you you 100 percent knew you were going to do it though I mean, it's, I don't even, I, yeah. I look at you now and it's like, this dude's confident, you know, <laughs> this guy just got his shit together. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I reckon you, you, you at no point were questioning yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? It's sort of like you knew you were going to, you just get in your head. And I mean, that's the way you do everything, isn't it? You yeah. just kind of like some of the, you know, even weird shit that I do. It's like, I just know that I'm going to do it. Right. So it's not like. Yeah. Like it's, I don't give myself the option. I've never actually been a person that thought, okay, well, if this doesn't work, I'm, you know, oh, what do I do? You know, but it's like I've always just assumed that it's going to work and literally it always has. Yeah. Optimistic. So, backing yourself. Yeah, optimistic. Yeah. So, how'd you, how'd the climb go? The climb was good. We, um, the first day made it maybe 350, 400 meters up. Found a cave there. Uh, it was, it was dark. So, we we're all pretty, pretty keen to get to bed. So, we set up a cave. Um, it was, it was maybe yeah. It was straight off the edge. It was. Um, you, you couldn't really tell at night. It was funny when you're climbing at night. You can't see off the side of the edge. It's almost less scary. And when you wake up, you're like, it's like it's real. You know, you, you're pretty exposed. Are you scared of heights? Um, I probably. Probably I don't not. Think so. <laughs> I don't think so. No, man, yeah. no way. It still like it still puts you on edge, you know. That primal fear is yeah. always there and it, it always will be. But yeah. Um So if you're sleeping there, like are you yeah. anchoring yourself into the rock anyhow? Like are you wearing a harness and anchoring in because if you roll off in your in your sleeping bag at night, just roll yeah. off a cliff? Like you're literally on a big rock with a little mm. with a little ledge like i'm guessing this is just a little ledge a little cave like it was just yeah. more a crevice that you could just crawl into yeah we we all kind of fit in it head to toe almost so we're just lying in it kind of head to toe and we had a we had a rope on the outside um that was looped up that uh, got put in just in case we need to go for a pee in the night or something we knew where the edge was um but yeah it was probably i don't know so how's that conversation it's like okay, someone's going to need to get up to <laughs> oh, man, this is great. Like we need to put something because if you step yeah, a little bit you, too far, yeah, you're going to fall gone. off a cliff. Yeah, mm. yeah. You're freaking insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love that you've done this. <laughs> this is you, so you literally just put a sleeping bag on, sleeping in the rock in the cave. Yeah, yeah. We had um, we had little mats. Mine actually never came. I ordered it from an online website that never came. And then um, I was like, I was dead, so I bought this little foam thing five bucks at the bcf the day before and i was like i'm gonna have to sleep on this and so anyway yeah um did it work 
Yeah, it did, but it was a dog. Like it was so Especially when you had to climb and everything. Yeah, I had to, I pretty much made my bed out of rocks beforehand and like placed him in a pretty comfortable flat flat, flat position and then laid that dog on top. <laughs> 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 yeah, it fell apart by the end of the trip. Like it was, so it had holes in it. It was, didn't what, do much. What was it like waking up in the morning after sleeping on Bull's Pyramid and looking up to the ocean and just you, looking up to the earth you pretty much yeah. like what do you what can you see up there man it's heaps of birds heaps of birds the horizon and it's pretty special so you only see horizon you don't see any land yeah no land from where we were sleeping you can see lord howe island from kind of the north corner yeah but we were climbing the southeast ridge kind of the whole time so you're just looking out to the to the ocean and you i think the sun the sun would rise yeah the sun would rise on the opposite side so we'd see it set um which was pretty special Special time, sunsets on, on balls. Yeah. yeah. So what did you do day two? Day two, we got up, sunrise, um, and just started climbing straight out of our BB cave, just straight up. Um, like, what are you, are you cooking? Like, are you taking a little gas cooker and heating had, up little yeah. pots and stuff? Yeah, we had one of those little pots that you just put hot water in, like the, the dry meals. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll climb with backpacks well, you do on. do freeze-dried foods? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you use yeah. a climber with backpacks on. Mm-hmm. How does that go with weight distributed? Like distribution, like when you're climbing up cliff and everything, getting yourself in little crevices and stuff. Yeah. How does that go with like the weight? Like, do you have to have it so balanced, or, what, or like it getting caught on something that just right seems now. so hard? Well, the first day, the first day took so long because we had to double climb every pitch to get the gear up. We had to climb the pitch, rappel back down, get water and gear, and bring it back up. So each pitch we climb, we had to climb twice, and that's why it took so long to to get to where we so did. So you climb up, set an anchor. Yep abseil down it grab your shit yeah and then are you climbing back up are you ascending up are you putting on like a hand ascender and pulling yourself back up no we'll climb back up because a lot of it um wasn't as vertical so you couldn't haul the gear because if you haul the gear you're just pulling it up and you can get caught so yeah we don't just reclimbing it um we'd usually climb with a backpack and then climb with a jug of water that's usually what we did on the first day so you take the backpack up drop it yeah then go back down and get the water yeah exactly wow. so um but yeah, once we got the gear to to the kind of BB cave, which is our, our home for the next two nights, it was um, it was um, yeah, I'll give you that. I'm gonna relight it for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, once we got our gear to the BB cave, it was actually quite nice because our backpacks got a heap, a heap lighter. Yeah. Um, so it was actually really die. nice climbing, and and the further up the the pyramid we kind of got, the better the climbing got because it's been weathered away. So a lot of the loose rocks at the bottom, but. The higher up you got, the better the climb. Cleaner got. the rock. Yeah. So, ah, yeah. Yeah. I love that feeling on a big trip when you're starting to go through like a bit of your your food and water, and everything's just getting lighter and easier. It's like, mm. oh, thank God. The what, first day what is, is so hard. What's the actual rock made out of? Um, well, it's volcanic, so I think it's oh, like so a it's bolt, like a basalt. Yeah. Um, so it's black. Mm. Mm-hmm. And has it got those little holes in it and stuff like that? Um, some of it did at the bottom, but. As, uh, as we got up, it kind of got a bit flaky and it wasn't ideal. Is it scary? At, at times, yeah, for sure. I, I, I'd i say I had the scariest moment of my life. and But then also, like, fast forward two or three hours after that, one of the most elated I've ever felt. Like, Just go, Take us through it. Yeah, I want to hear the scary part. Oh, yeah, what what happened? What actually part. happened? Um, so it was a traverse. So I'd always planned that if I couldn't do a pitch that I'd, like, I don't know, somehow we'd What's be able to send it. Like a, so a pitch is like um, 
when you start climbing, the length of your rope. So you just climb oh, yeah, from yeah. point A to point B. It could be 20 meters, it could be 30 meters. However long your rope is, half that. Yeah, because then you but, can't upside down. Yeah. I was coming out of a tree the other day and I nearly freaking... <laughs> I didn't realize there wasn't a knot at the end of my... But, oh, and I was, the tree was so high and so like it was like literally two or three times like I needed a way longer abseil rope and I was coming out of it and I just stopped for some reason and looked down and I was like 20 mil off the end of my rope wow. are you serious and I was like fuck and I was like that's the stupidest thing what if you would have let time. go of that rope I would have fallen <laughs> I was going straight through <laughs> yeah like and I was like and how far would you have fallen 30 meters <laughs> Fuck, isn't that like important to actually put a knot in the rope before you do that? Like I just, I think it had come out and I hadn't checked. I wasn't checking on it. Because when your rope's down, you're dropping branches and trimming trees up. Your rope's always getting caught. And I was pulling it out and I I knew that rope is the rope I wanted to use. And and I'm always pretty aware that it isn't... um, Knotted. No, that it's a shorter rope and that Mm. I'm always going to have to like re-rig. Right. And... um, but it's just a lot smoother and, and, and it was a really rough bark tree. But it's just I got caught up. And the thing was, because I had gone up the tree to trim some branches, I'd gone down to rig some stuff up and I've gone back up and then I've come down and then I've gone, I'm going down and down the tree because I was going to I was gonna knock out one big branch down. And I kept going, oh, no, I'll just go, oh, no, I'll take it down a bit more. No, I'll take it down a bit more. And I ended up going an extra 10 meters where I wanted to do my cut down. And so because I kept going, I like wasn't thinking about you know I'm going wow. down more. I was like oh you know does was, that happen really a stupid. lot? Do people? Nah, it hasn't happened. Well, I don't know. It hasn't. I haven't made those mistakes before. And cross fingers touch wood. But it's like those mistakes. You're always trying to think and you're always trying to be prepared. So I was like, you're, I always think to myself, fucking one day I'm going to fuck this up. Mm. You know what I mean? So I always try and make, have it not that day. I don't know. Do you do you think like that when you're climbing? It's like I I really go through my gear and check it and like. I normally try and be pretty onto it because I'm th- I'm always thinking one day I'm gonna smash myself. You here. know, sometimes when I, like I'm doing stuff, you know, and it's like, and I know it's dangerous. I'll actually say to myself, I choose not to create a fucking problem right now. Mm, yeah, you know, I'll actually say I'm gonna choose right now to be hyper aware and to make this work and to have an awesome time doing it. But at the same time, I'm really consciously choosing not to have a fucking problem mm. you know yeah and it just i i find what it does is it just makes me more present actually saying that to myself makes me more present i just kind of like okay i've made a commitment to myself not to fuck up yeah so now i'm gonna you know now let's just do it and i'll just like really just yeah you gotta focus it's, it's focus almost hyper awareness yeah, yeah yeah you're gonna this focus. is that like that for climbing like you're just so oh, focused because every hand grab every place is like so important yeah yeah it is but at the same time it's easy to get complacent when i don't know you just get it's really easy. confident and well, comfortable so yeah what happened when you is, said is i want to dangerous. get back to what you were talking about <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was what? awesome yeah. the, the traverse so yeah yeah this traverse was probably the most exposed pitch of the climb um and it was maybe 400 meters up and there's been there's been 60 people who've done the climb before us got to the top and pretty much every crew has gone a different way once you get to this certain point, just because you can go straight up, you can go to the left, you can go to the right. Um, and we didn't really know which way we we're going to go. So, um, yeah, Chris Chris was looking at it and he, he's like, "We, I reckon we should go right. I've seen photos of a wall that looks like this. So let's try go right. So we went right and we got to this point where just like there's no, no protection, like we can't place any gear. And then Chris was like, Tommy, can you take over? Um, so then... He led across it and the traverse is kind of dangerous because if you fall, you swing. Like if you're placing gear and you're climbing up, if you fall, you're going to fall straight back down and 
hold your feet and catch yourself. But as you're placing gear on the horizontal, if you fall, you're going to swing from that last piece of gear. So that was a scary part of um, of this particular pitch. And um, yeah, and then, so Tommy led it. When he when he finally got to the, the end of the cave, we just had this like relief that we could actually make it. And then I was next. And so I got roped in by from both sides, from, from Tommy and from Chris behind me. So that if I fell, didn't have to swing um, and made it to the end. But every single, like every person that would cross, you just blow out a foothold or blow out a handhold. So by the time Chris had to f- to come up the back, there was there was few and far between oh, places to grab and fuck. yeah, and there wasn't much protection. It was pretty scary. We all we got, I got to the end of the cave and I was just lying down, just like we we called it PTSD, like post reverse stress, because we were just like. Mm. We, yeah. Did you have to go back this way now? When do we go? When you go down? No, nah, when we went down, we just came straight down all the faces. Um, like abseil, like yeah, reach. just yeah. straight down. Um, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, oh man, because he would so have been stressing you... out of thinking you had to go back that way after <laughs> no. you blew out all the holes. But you guys made it across that. Yeah, made it across that. Um, and at this time, we're racing again. Like we, we came into Lodhow, we're racing the sun. So the sun was starting to go down. We had to get to the top. Well, we didn't have to, but we just knew that it was going to be unreal if we could kind of still be able to see Lodhow and, and summit during the day. So we, um, yeah, the race was on to get to the top. So, I guess, um, yeah. That's the complacency. So you made it. Yeah, we ended up climbing for the next yeah hour or two after that and just ran to the top, just like, yeah, it was... Oh, so you nailed it. You nailed yeah. it to the top. We got there, I think it was just after sunset, and it was just this orange glow across ah. the ocean, and all the birds were out at this time. And looking at Lord Howe, which is one of looking the most picturesque islands in the... Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh and God. yeah, it was, what a trip. It's pretty unreal. Do you know what's so cool about that? How many, like, not many people have experienced what you've experienced. Mm. There's very few yeah. people in the world that have been, that have had that moment. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? Like being yeah. on Bull's Pyramid and having like a beautiful sunset over yeah, Lord Howe pretty, and you're out in the middle of the that's ocean. That's going to be one year you're going to remember for the rest oh. of your life, man. How did that feel that's to know sad. that you'd done it? It was, it was awesome, you know. When we were just up there and we, we, um, we just, yeah, we, we stayed out there for maybe 20 minutes just to enjoy it. Because we, we still knew we had to abseil for the, for the next kind of, I don't know, six or seven hours or how long it was going to take us. Oh, so you were going to go down at night. Yeah. You knew you were going to go down dark. Yeah. Because we didn't have any sleeping gear. We just did the final push. So so you got headlamps? Yeah. We did have headlamps, but they um, the salt water on the sailover got into them. And, and the, the, we, we ended up having like a cheap Bunnings one. We had like one black diamond one. And like our mates step on it. He had um. He taped it on because like he's like he couldn't adjust the angle, so yeah. he's electrical taped it back, and are pretty sketchy. But yeah, we had some light to get down, and um, so yeah, we abseil for the next kind of in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> no man, it's <laughs> <are> wild. <laughs> he's just talking about it like nah, and then this we just like yeah, insane, we just jumped man. off this cliff, abseil down yeah, in the yeah. dark, but we had, kind of had had a bit of light. Yeah, we <laughs> like, you know. What? It was Not like gonna in the maybe ocean. die, you know, yeah. in the process. You know, know for why. a couple more days. But just, <laughs> oh, you got man, you got that tape. My, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I mean, I don't think if you invited me on a holiday with you, I think I'd maybe pass. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
sometimes you feel like that. You're like, I'm on holidays. Why am I doing this to myself? But yeah, that's the that's, fucking beauty. That's it. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, so you just freaking did it. What? What? Then, but just hang out. What did you do for after you summited for two days? Just hanging out. Did you just hang out and just enjoy the view, or do different climbs? Well, the plan then was so we summited, came down, got back to our campsite maybe three in the morning, um, and then the plan was we left fixed ropes to the next kind of. Peak. So you're still listen. He's still on the. He's still yeah. on this rock. Yeah. You're just going back to where your tents and stuff are. Where you're sleeping. Yeah, that was. cave. That same cave. I thought you got home. No. I, mean, I was like so excited. No. <laughs> Fuck, we're not even down. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. So, yeah, and then um, we go back to the cave and then the next morning we were, we were pretty beat because we'd had such a big kind of date. Two days, two weeks or whatever it was, you know. Um, so then we we had fixed ropes to this point that we wanted to highlight because we're all highliners. The original plan of the trip was to do a highlight on Bulls Pyramid. So we kind of... We talked in the cave in the morning. We're just like, do we have the energy to do this? Do we, we, because we, you don't have any weather forecast because you don't yeah. have phones or reception. So you're just like, we don't know what the weather's going to be doing. Um, like, we could just, we'd had such a good time in the summer. We're like, do we push it and do a high line? The gap that we saw, we really wanted to still do it, but the gap that we saw wasn't as big. We like, we planned it out on Google Maps and it said it was maybe going to be like 25, 30 meters. And when we got there, it was maybe 10 or 12. So it, it wouldn't have been the best line. But it was really exposed and it would have been really beautiful. But, yeah, we never got to set that up. Um, and instead, we just um, relaxed and, and took our time coming down the pyramid. Um, is your mum's... You, how scared is your mum? Your mum worries about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you tell them after. You tell them... Yeah. You show oh, yeah, them the photos. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, think, I think she's got used to it. Just coming back from a weekend, I'd show a few photos and she's just like... You start off with like I don't know a climbing photo. She's like, oh, that's dangerous but cool. And then, yeah. and now they're, they're at the point that they're, they're frothing and they're really excited. Like when I do a trip or a project, mum and dad like put your photos up on the TV. Let's see what you've been up to. That's oh, so cool, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a raw way to travel to and just a raw experience, you know? Mm. You know? Yeah. That's a, it's so, amazing. And what? So what did you just go back to Lord Howe? You make pick you up and then just did you just just yeah. Yeah, so when we're getting picked up, um, there was a dive boat out there. And because it, it's, it's illegal, we didn't want to be seen. So we're halfway through an abseil down the bottom of the cliff and this dive boat came. And Chris just looks at me, like I'm halfway down the abseil. And he's like, tourist boat. And we're just like, oh. And we just like split. And the other two boys are underneath this bush and Chris is down on the flats. And I was like, do I go up or down? I just like ran up because I saw the boys had a bit of shade. And we ended up, the dive boat plonked itself right there. Like they only go out there, I don't know. However often, it just so happened to be as we we're trying to get off the rock. Yeah. So, Did they see you? Nah. Like, oh, cool. The guy that runs it's name's Aaron. He's a great bloke. Lord runs the dive, man. Yeah. yeah. Continue. Yeah. He's from Crescent. Is oh, he? Wow. Yeah, man. What's up? Yeah. And then so. You're lucky you didn't see it, but. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Fuck. Yeah. But so, like, so you just hide in there and waiting for this dive boat to go. Yeah. How funny is that? Yeah. That's, that's such a trip. How long was it there for? Well, they were doing a dive and I think it was like 40, 45 minutes, just them anchored up there. And Chris was down in the, like, on the exposed kind of cliff. No suns. I, I don't know if you had sunscreen or not, but yeah, no water. It was just, it was a boiling hot day and he was just parched ah. out. Well, well, the other three of us are just underneath the shade, just like, 
having a good time just waiting did, yeah did anyone be like was he like nah that's it fuck it I don't care if he sees me anymore did he oh, ever hit that limit nah he's or he's, he's, he's stuck it strong super he switched on dude eh? that's so, so good yeah he um yeah he knew he knew what he had to do and he, and he did it and he's the lord did he could he he hid where they couldn't see him right? yeah so yeah, I mean he could jump in the sun, water but... and stuff oh, he's on a cliff nah, nah, he's still on the cliff just the boats anchored down the bottom yeah but like maybe still Still at the bottom, but maybe like 60 meters up at this point. Oh, so, so you're still 60 meters up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, like, I was abseiling at the time, and yeah, it was up on the, on the grass hills. What was, oh, what was the moment like when you saw you and your mate came back out in the boat? Yeah. And you guys got off to get back on the boat. You know what I mean? That you did a You had it. to jump in the water and swim back to the boat. Yeah, with all the gear. But the swim back was magical. We knew that we were all safe, and the hardest part was over. And it was funny, there was one point where we were swimming out and we are just swimming with... Because the whole day we'd just been looking down. You can see the sharks, you can see the fish, you can see everything from when you're climbing the pyramid. The water's crystal clear and you can see all the animals. And then it was cool when we came back, we were just swimming back out to the boat. We were swimming with three sharks and all these fish. And there was a point where all of us were in the water. Like even Zach came in the water and we were all just like playing with the fish. No one's on the boat, the boat's just floating there and... We'll dive with these sharks, just having an unreal time. Were they Galapagos sharks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we dove with some Galapagos sharks and dolphins out there. Mm. But yeah, but you got attacked, didn't you? That, no, that was in, yeah, yeah, in Minerva Reef. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a, that was a Galapagos shark, a grey shark, shark really? attacked us, man. Wow. There's a whole podcast coming out on it, man. We, we punched it with Blake. It's my mate Blake. Yeah. It's, it's Steve's mate. Man, he just, we were putting holes in this thing's head and it just kept coming at us. Really? It just, it just wanted to eat us. It was a proper just attacking us. Did you have fish on the line? We had one in. That's what yeah. drew, drew yeah, us yeah. into it, but we dropped the fish and he wasn't... Still, he still wanted something. He still just came at us. It was wow. skits. Wow. But um, did you, what about great whites? Because when I was there, I, I saw a, there was a great white there. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know about that. <laughs> what, you want to be swimming out there? Uh, wait, wait. What time do you have to go, man? Um, flights set four forty. So we've got so another half now. Yeah, I've got time. That's sweet. because yeah, yeah. I want to. Dude, <laughs> I want to get to the bottom of the cliff. I've been waiting. I've got another. I've got another amazing question for him soon yeah. too. Um, He's got a six. But uh, yeah, continue. Yeah. So then got back to the boat and all had our hugs and got back to the Lord How and it was just it was a special time to because you just made it. Mm. And you've completed yep. something that hardly anyone's done. Yeah. Were you afraid that once you did it that you were going to get in trouble or get fined or like... We, that was in the back of our minds. So we, we didn't tell anyone on the island and we just laid low. Um, and yeah, we're, we're going to leave on... We, we tried to leave as soon as possible, but the weather just wasn't cooperating. So yeah. But the, the funny thing about the weather not cooperating is it gave us really good surf and got some of the best ways of my life just straight after it. Just like... You're kidding. Yeah. On Lord Howe? Yeah. It's amazing. Oh. Surf, surf. So you guys scored good ways. So you got yeah. a good weather window. Yeah. Good. Oh, man. This is a dream trip. Oh, it was, yeah. it was unreal. And then when we were surfing, Tommy um, was surfing and he put his leg through the reef. So he had to fly home. So then it was just the four of us to sail home. So we were, we were light on crew on the way home too. Down one. Yeah. But it was it was epic. It was like you're just looking out at the barrel and there's the two, you know, Lidgebird Gower. Yeah. And it's just like unreal to look out in Australia in crystal clear water to look at two mountains. Like it doesn't get much better. Yeah. So it's one of the most So when you were in the barrel, you were looking at seeing that. Yeah. Just looking up at these two mountains. Oh. It was, yeah, it's pretty it's bullshit. Insane. It's kind of like oh. our Tahiti. 
or like it's just mm. different. Lord Howe is one of the most. It is the most beautiful untouched place I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I agree. It is just like prehistoric. Wow. I've never seen anything like it. It's just so untouched. Mm. It's just amazing. It's just it's just so unique in its own. Yeah. But okay, I've got this. I don't know if you want to tell this story, right? Because there's, there's so much we can go through with this guy. Because, <laughs> but like they sailed up. You guys sailed up um, when you just did the big sailing trip. What was the yep. plan through that? We like just, after, was that just straight after Lord Howe? It's like, okay, next thing, we're going north. Yeah, Tommy's leg had to get better, so we had to wait for him to get better. So four weeks um, resting, uh, and then we left again. And then we went up the coast, and we just planned to go for as long as, as, long as we could, as long as our money would last. And we, tried, we wanted to get home before cyclone season, which was yeah. kind of now. Um, so, yeah, we sailed north. I think it was left in July, maybe, June, July. Um, rode those southerlies up and just cruised our way up the coast, just taking our time, dropping in, seeing mates, surfing when there was good surf, just, uh, yeah, living. I'm guessing you got the engine fixed. We, we, we left the rope on that we'd, we'd roped on and, um, we and kind you of just took- put a few pegs in it to shore it up a little bit, drilled a few pegs in it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's still like that now. No, it's still, that's how it's running. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it ain't broke. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it's working. Yachties would probably hate to hear that, but yeah, it's, nah. that's it. So if it's, um, yeah, but you, this is the thing. Oh, when we were doing it, it's like Yachties like to kind of look down on us and put us down or like, you know, and like, oh, I wouldn't be doing that. But at the end of the day, it's like we were doing that. Yeah. We're the ones doing it. We're the ones going out. It's like, yeah, we're not claiming to be seamen, like mm. to be yachties, to mm. be like know everything. We're literally coming out here and we're learning as we go. You know, we're figuring out. Yeah. We, yeah, half the shit we're doing, probably, you know, most yachties are just turn their heads at. Yeah, when, but it's when, like we're figuring out and that's how you learn, you know. When we were there, it was so funny. We met these yachties and this guy goes, how much is your boat worth? And I was like, I bought it for 10 grand. He's like. Man, I just put a water generator on my boat. It's worth like double yours. I was like, good on you. Like, <laughs> and then later that night, they're like 500 grand yacht, a million dollar yacht or whatever it is. We got hit by 65 knot winds and they ended up on the reef. Like, <gasps> oh, and, you're kidding And we were on the mooring and we were just like, you, like, you're you might have all the gear, but you don't have much of an idea. But you don't have the mooring. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did they lose the boat? No, nah, they didn't lose the boat. It's lucky for them. It was low tide and... Their keel just got stuck and then they got stuck on the rocks and it was, yeah, it was really strong winds. I was hearing noise. Yeah. I hadn't really heard so did, wow. did you guys, was it, yeah, did you guys get into some hairy situations going north? Um, or like just sailing in general? What did you go up to the Whit Sundays and back? Yeah, went up to the Whit Sundays um, and just all the islands up and down. Going, going home was nice. We got to stop in at a few outer reef islands and got to spend a bit of time hanging out. Like the Percy's, we were talking about the Percy's. Yeah, I'm going to go Keppels. camp on them one day. Oh, unreal, man. Yeah. Unreal. Um, and then, yeah, we went uh, Lady Elliot, Lady Musgrave, and just, yeah, spearfishing and not much surf. So just diving and living really simply. Wow. Just, yeah. it's the, it was the rest after the kind of adventurous climb. So when you guys are just like, you're just living, you're just sailing, going to different islands and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you guys doing as food are you like you're just trying to fish and spearfish and get all your fish like yeah. he's foraging yeah we had we kind of had a week of supplies at all times um like when we were at the percy's we were um there was a guy there because there's three people who live on the island um, one of the one of the blokes shoots goats so having goats stew like twice a oh. week and then i'd go out spearfishing and we'd go out spearfishing and catch fish so we'd have fish other nights and then other nights we, we met a couple that made damper 
um and we just yeah lit. and there was coconuts everywhere so we're just yeah. drinking oh, i'm gonna go i want to go camp on this island for like yeah. three or four months it's just, awesome. i'm just gonna hitchhike with a boat is it there, percy island percy Percy's. Island. Oh, middle middle percy is yeah. the is the one and yachty's just when they sail past just leave their memorabilia and have a good time there and it's 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 unreal you can't even explain how how cool it is would you um recommend anyone to do trips like this like anyone you... it was so much easier than i first thought you know yeah look at this this is such a great this is such a great like um i don't know thingy in this <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> what are you trying to say there's <laughs> such a great lesson in this right it's like anyone can do it mm. it's like like yeah. uh, you know like it's like you guys didn't have any sound sound experience and like you you know like no, not anyone could do it. It's <laughs> not okay, true. No. <laughs> it was like, I, just, I know a lot of people that couldn't do the trip. <laughs> it's like, this guy's like action, man. It's like they should make a figure for, you know, like and sell it. <laughs> it's insane. No, it's pretty impressive what you do. I'm, a, I'm blown away by it. Yeah. Actually, I think it's amazing. So when you get an idea to do something, is there any question that you're going to do it? Or it's just like, you know, like, oh, I want to do that one day it's just a thing that you're just gonna do it yeah I, i've always got different ideas of what i want to do whether it be like a you know, surfing trip body surfing trip um holiday hiking trip whatever but i kind of just put the kind of see what works best and what i have like a burning desire to do and then if it all if it all lines up it all lines up and that was like the balls project we had a few like the horse thing was a thing and that you have all these different ideas and it's just the one that's lining up. The one that lines up is is just the one that's meant to be. And yeah, that's cool. That's like getting magic. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, I've got so many dreams. Oh man, I still want to do a there. motorbike across like like up up South America. Fuck, I'd love to do that trip. Mm. Still want to. Oh man, that's so. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> I was like, get, I'll start going it, yeah. on. Yeah, I fully get it, yeah. man. That's what I love. Fuck, I'd love to do a trip with these guys, you know. I'd be sick to do it. Mm. I was trying to get on your boat when you were coming south. I thought yeah. that'd be sick to do a passage <laughs> with you guys. Yeah, it didn't, didn't link up, but yeah. yeah. Hey, but tell me, so when you did turn around and head south, yeah. you guys ended up on the news. Yeah. Did you want to, um, did you want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. Um, that was, it was actually just north of where we first met you in your Poon. Um, we were coming home. It could have even been from the Percy's one day. Um, but any, anyway, we'd been sailing for maybe 12 or 13 hours. And when we're coming into Islandhead Creek, which is a spot up north, um, I was, I was on the helm and Tommy was sleeping at the, at the time and we'd, we're coming into the Creek and then we saw like these, I saw this green red flashing light and I was still a while away. So I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll take a note of it, but I'll keep sailing. Then got closer and it was just doing circles and I was thought, oh, is it a fishing trawler? I was like, what is this? And as we got closer, we saw it was a boat just doing circles, like kind of close to the rocks. And we're like, was it heave too? No, know? no, it was a motorboat. It was a fishing really? boat, like a twin, like twin outboard cat sort of fishing boat. Really nice boat. Um, yeah, and it was doing circles super close. And I was like, this is super sus. And it was we were pulling into this creek anyway. So I was like, Tommy, come up, have, have a see what you think of this. And so we got close to the boat and didn't see anyone on the boat. So we're like, no one's on the boat. The boat's like just floating. So it's just dr- driving, driving itself. itself. Yeah. Was there a motor on? Yeah. Two, the two engines were on and they're doing circles. <gasps> what? So that's why we thought it was so weird. And yeah. do, do you guys have, um, did you have a tender? 
We had kayaks. I oh, see. So you had some kayaks. kayaks. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So you you're coming into this creek and you're seeing. Is it? Is there any population here? It's like where nah. exactly are we? Middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. No phone reception. We couldn't even get radio reception because the navy owned this large section, or the army and navy owned this large section of land just north of Yapoon, and there's no settlement there. So it's like a wow. pretty pretty quiet place. And um. So this is central Queensland, yeah. Yeah, central Queensland. So you're coming in into this thing, you just see this boat with engines on. How mm. how freaking weird. Yeah, well that's that's what we figured. So we, we went to go check it out and uh Tommy hopped on the kayaks and paddled over. Um, but how is that? You got to try time it. So are you timing it for when it comes? Because you yeah. fell in the water and its props oh, go over you or something. Me. So you're getting on the boat while it's it's yeah. I wish Tommy was here. It would have made this this talk so much easier. But he's in he's in California climbing right now. He's a sicker that can't stop. Oh. But um, but yeah, he kayaked around. So I, I had the boat kind of close and close enough that like we could still kind of shout at each other, but far enough away that the boat wouldn't go out of control and hit us. So he kayaked over and then um like popped up and looked over and wait came. wait 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 how did he. How did he time it? Like the boat's coming around. He, he he followed it like in the circles, followed it until he got to a point till he could grab the back and, and peeped over. Oh. And it, and he peeped over and I saw him just get straight back in the kayak and paddle back. And I said to him, I was like, dead guys? And he's like, yeah, two. And I was like, Phew. what? Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. So you already thought that someone might be, or just by his reaction? No, I... I I figured that they're either off off the boat or oh someone died dead yeah so did you, did you two bit wait yeah so there's there's two so wait wait what did you do okay wait wait <laughs> holy shit <laughs> what <laughs> yeah no this is crazy <laughs> yeah so okay so he's paddled over mm-hmm. you're so you're thinking it's that eerie something's going on if that boat's just floating there like obviously just driving around someone's obviously died or like something or had a heart attack yeah exactly but two people would you think of two people and say like oh. tommy's gone over poked his head and then he's come back and said dead people so wait are you, what, it wasn't how, what's the process causes, there was it no nah, what's we, the process there are you thinking now you're in danger of yeah like, that was the? we were really scared and like yeah. We didn't have, like I had my spear gun, so like I got my spear gun on deck. What did he see? Like what? Did, what describe? What did he? What did he actually see? He said there was just smashed glass and blood everywhere, and like the fishing, it was just, like, yeah, I don't know, it's a pretty brutal scene. So we first thought because all the windows are smashed, we're like, is, is someone being shot with a shotgun? And that was our original thought. So we thought there was bit, like someone around somewhere with a gun yeah so we had no idea what was could, going on there could be another person in the boat you'd think yeah, how could exactly. two, there's got to be a exactly. third person because there's two dead that people our, that was our thought and because the boat to us because it was dark it looked pretty intact and we're like if if it was a boat crashed the boat probably wouldn't have been in that good a condition but from from as close as we could get it seemed all right all the lights are on so it was just like a, an empty boat with two two guys who fucking drive around dead yeah so fuck so wait, what did you do? Um, we tried to emergency call, but the emergency call didn't even work. What, right. While the boat's just still going around in circles over we, there? We got back on the boat and then headed into the creek, um, but kept an eye on it sort of thing because it was just outside. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, tried to call emergency, then uh, made a mayday call on the radio and no one kind of answered to that. Um, and then we kept doing it. And then a guy on land, just a guy, and he must have been in his car or... Saying heard it and he's like, "Is this a prank?" Because and he's like, "Nah." Like heard the VHF. Yeah. On the boat. Yeah. 
so I heard our Mayday call. Um, <gasps> were and- you scared it could be the guy that killed him? <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we were just like, we didn't even think of that. But yeah, he was just like, um, oh, is this, is this like a prank or is it good? Like, are you guys serious? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll call Coast Guard for you. So what did you say to him that we found some dead bodies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. And then, yeah, so then he relayed the message to Coast Guard. Coast Guard got it, um, got onto us and then they sent a helicopter out and then they were running out of fuel at like one in the morning and they just like asked us to wait the with The Coast them. Guard was running out of fuel? The helicopter? Yeah. yeah. So did the helicopter come over at this stage? Yeah, it came at like one o'clock. So we probably found him at seven or eight. So we were just waiting until one o'clock in the morning. We were already really tired. Um, but then the helicopter came at one in the morning and then they were running out of fuel. So they asked if we could just wait with the boat until their boat could get there because they'd sent the, their boat out originally, but it was going to take 10 hours. Whatever, and so by this time, have you assumed that there's not a third person with a gun somewhere that they're long gone or are you still no. thinking there might be someone around? We just said no. Well, you're idea. not actually by their boat, though. They're inside the river. Just inside, yeah. Keeping yeah, they can in... still keep an eye. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess our, th- I guess our thoughts were there's two guys that are, are dead. We can't help them. Yeah. So, realistically, the only way we have to like look after ourselves if we can't help them. Did you ever think, like, maybe one was still a little bit alive, maybe? Yeah, well, we like didn't. Like, to check vibe. Like, we, cause... we didn't know. And... You, you, you don't know situation. how to feel in those situations too and you're so yeah. scared too like if I, I, in that situation I'd, I wouldn't be able to get out of my mind that there's a third person somewhere because there's mm. just two waiting, dead people who killed them take you out so there's one person that, and they're highly strung they're either on the run somewhere or they're on the boat hiding or they're on yeah. land hiding it's yeah, just exactly. like did they have a gun yeah. if, if, if they think they're going to get caught and we go to the boat and everything they're gonna, are they going to want to kill me as well yeah, yeah exactly there'll be so yeah, many worry. thoughts to go through your head yeah yeah. All right, so sorry, the, the, the helicopter. Yeah, and then they left, um, and then the big police boat came out sunrise the next morning, and it was, um, yeah, it was just like a really foggy morning. Like, it was really eerie, just like, and the boat came over. Is um, it still going in circles? Yeah, and the police got so on So it had boat. enough fuel to just go well, all night. I think it was circles. idling, kind of, wasn't it? It yeah. was more idling. It wasn't full blast. So, yeah, yeah just had, yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty serious fishing boat, so... It had, it had enough fuel, and lucky for them, the fuel and everything kept the bilge pump going because we found out later that they'd breached their hull because it was, it was actually an accident, um, and they'd hit something really hard, and they were taking in water, but the bilge pump was keeping up with it, so that's why it was still afloat. And, oh, oh, wait, wait. So, so the police got there in the fog? Wow. Police got there in the fog? Yeah. And what did Sorry, the police do? No, 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 what did the police do? They went on the boat and turned the engines off straight away, um, and then assessed the scene and came over and talked to us and told us what was happening and what they thought had happened and um what was happening what did they think well yeah <laughs> I, I, they they said that it, um was a pretty uh, horrific scene that it was a, just a boat crash that they thought they'd hit something at high speed whether it be a log or a rock or oh, they didn't know or a whale or whatever because it was it's funny up there the trade winds blow every day but you only get a few good days a year and this was like a kind of glassy day so i guess you can pick up a bit of speed out in the ocean and these guys thought they would just go off for a good a beautiful day because mm. it was glassy conditions and, and they've stuff. hit something and they hit something mm. and so their boat so, must have had such a shot and then all the blood and stuff was it because they've just like smashed their heads and stuff on things yeah the one so guy sad. went through the front windscreen the other guy went through the back windscreen um because oh, there's like a windscreen of the boat and far out yeah so they just got shredded yeah 
These poor guys. Yeah. Oh, That's so sad, man. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was. You know I was what? That's kind of yeah, like wow. I'm so sorry, sad that's happened. That happened, but I'm I'm glad that it wasn't like a murder. Yeah, mm. I'm happy you brought that too. You know what yes. I mean? It's yeah. a, just it's a bummer, but because yeah, it's just like out. how like the whole time I would have just been freaking thinking. There's how a many times around. have you been in Bali, right, and been going to Lombok or something on the speedboat? You know the the speed cat or whatever it's called. And you know, you look around you and you see shit in the water everywhere, right? Yeah. Stuff just floating along and they're hauling ass, man. Mm. Four motors are just pumping and you're just going so quick. And I've often been on those boats just thinking to myself, you know, fuck, I wonder if they hit shit every once in a while, but you know, you know, they do. Yeah. It just must be like, it must be like carnage, Mm. you know, because those guys are motoring so fucking fast. Yeah. You know? Man, it's no joke. <laughs> it's yeah, like we learn quickly. It's wild. It's raw. It's like, yeah. yeah. No matter how hard you plan, did you feel yeah. it humbled you? How did you feel when you're out in the ocean? What was that? What was that feeling? You know what I mean? Like, just sailing. Yeah, when you're just sailing, you're just like living off the land. You're going day by day, just letting the wind take you. You're just on this full adventure. Yeah, you just feel free. Like, what'd yeah. you feel, man? It's it's unreal. Like it's it's special. Yeah, and that's why you do it. Exactly. Fuck, man. Like that's why you climb Bull's Pyramid. It's that moment when you're on top of that, when you're on top of that mountain overlooking Lord Howe. You know, like you put all that work in to grab a little, like like this reward. You know, you work so hard for this reward at the end. But it's like that's why it's the beauty in not just the reward. There's just much beauty in the journey because that's what makes a reward. You know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you've created. You've, you're creating moments in your life which are just completely mind blowing. You know, I think that's a really cool thing to do yeah. because it's like you know you're gonna you know just and the interesting thing about you is I think you're gonna push your limits. You know, because it's like I could already see that. Yeah. You know, somehow that. Yeah. Each one gives you more confidence to just see where else you can go. Now. Do you ever have to tell yourself to calm down? <laughs> I, I, I've no, I've had to do it to myself a few times. Just calm down, Aaron. You'll get hurt. Don't do anything to kill yourself. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, as in, like, yeah, it's wise, wise voice. I've been saying that to myself since I was a kid, eh? Yeah. just because I think my parents are always just like, just because I had two older brothers. They always, I always want to keep up with them. So I was always, yeah, it's like, always keeping up. It's like knowing your limits and trying to push them a little bit, but not too much. That's what I was saying That's- before. Just like knowing the limit that you can push. Yeah. Like knowing your limit, knowing the limit you can push and don't try and just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But. Yeah, exactly. Go at it. And that's what what's amazing about that is when you find... They, like I've got a few mates that I just love surfing with because mm-hmm. it's a healthy competition. Mm-hmm. It's like enough for us to push each other a bit or like to motivate you more, or like to froth with, but it's like we don't like out push each other you know what i mean yeah it's just you know that healthy competition it's like you just want to grow together and get better together and you see someone get a a really good wave and you're like oh i want that one you know and it's like yeah yeah so find climbing partners like that or adventure partners or anyone it's just like yeah like i i get pretty cautious now with people i do trips with that um like don't it's like i want to be as silly as possible and as stupid as possible but also calculate a risk and it's like yeah we do that but you also also like like it's like i I like diving with people that 
I know have my back mm-hmm. when I'm spearing, you know what I mean? Like to really have each other's back. And if you don't have my back, then I'm not going to want to, I'm not as inclined to dive with you. It sounds yep. like adventure. It's like sure. you need to know that like people are going to take their ego out of things rather yep. than trying to beat you up a mountain or try and beat someone or whatever. They play the game to nature. You know what I mean? They're able to take their ego out and be like, no, it's not about winning. It's not about getting up there. It's not about making it out. What's it about? It's about the journey and doing it safely and making it there and, you know. No, couldn't agree more. Yeah, man. It's going to be smart. Hello. Man. All right, yeah, let's get out of here. Is We're going to get him to the airport, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? It's just been a pleasure, dude. Oh. <laughs> it's like you're fucking Pleasure epic, to meet you too. Such a nice thing. I oh, appreciate it. Yeah. He's a fucking dude, man. Is the Lord? Oh, wait, we, oh we're not saying his name. If we said it, we're gonna cut it out. Okay. Thanks, man. No <laughs> Been a pleasure, boys. Wait, are we doing this one anonymously? You reckon um, so we don't get fined on Lord Howe? Oh yeah. Mm, isn't it seven? Well, seven. Yeah, yeah. We'll release yeah. this podcast in man, seven years. Th- think about this: the people that already know who you are because of your name yeah. already know what you've done. Yeah. So they know yeah. who you are when they listen to this. Yeah. Everyone else. His name's Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the joy of the witch in the wench, bro? I think I, he was Simon too. Mate, he was. I listened to that podcast you did on him. That was unreal. Oh, that was a sick episode, yeah. eh? The joy of the witch in the wench. He talked about the Percy's as well. Yeah, man. Everyone's talking. That's why I'm so. That's why I want to go camp up there. Yeah. It's, it just seems so raw, so isolated, and gets so wild up there. Just go spear all your food and catch. I feel yeah. like we're giving away a secret. Maybe we should cut this. Part I mean, out too. yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> man, it's yeah. so far out. No one's going to be able to get there. That's true. That's the thing. That's true. And I'm fi- that's why the whole the whole game of it is just trying to get out there and get back. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm going to do it by hitchhiking. I've got this whole thing where I want to travel around the world just hitchhiking, like in boats and everything. I just reckon it's so easy. It's like all the last trips I've been doing are hitchhiking and trading. Yeah, trading my fish. Trade like, or, and it's just like. It's like I've been doing better trips, yep. better and better, and the most amazing trips and things that like like that last trip I did sailing, like sailing from Tonga to New Zealand, but like I didn't pay for anything of, mm. like, of it. Even my whole trip, I was like I was like just diving for my food and like foraging coconuts and then trading other stuff. It was like, and I'm like, you know, now that then you get to New Zealand and then you're in the marina and you meet other yachties and someone's about, oh, you know, when the winds are going, you know what I mean. So you can be like, oh, hang out in New Zealand for a bit, and that's when the trades or like when the when the southerlies come up or something, you I'm know, gone, like yeah. jump on a boats that are going that way. Yeah. You go all around around the world because people are always looking for crew. I got a dude for you to talk to. He's done that exactly at Fort Off Somalian Pirates off the coast. Like he's hitchhiked, sailing, and driving all the way, all the way around the world oh, over man, ten you years. Hook me up with wow. Imagine doing a podcast with that guy. Yeah, and then doing a trip with him. And then it would be amazing. He's yeah. a skydive instructor, and he's a he's a loose unit, but calculated, honest, good dude. Yeah, sick. Wow. Yeah, this is the, this is the whole thing about the podcast. It just you just. Everyone's just networking into like this adventure world and the people I'm meeting through it. It's so sick. You know what I mean? There's so many crew I just want to do trips with. And that's the coolest thing. And what's what's so cool now, and you'll start finding it too, is like, well, you're it's already happening for you. It's like you're, you're meeting all these different people like the rock climbers and you do trips together. Yeah. They just like, there's been guys like, like Simon, like I just met him on the beach one night and he's just like, oh yeah, let's just come hang on my boat. And I'm like, yeah, sick, you know what I mean? And you just continuously meet all these people and Mm. it's just like, it's just sick lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on a fun bender. I'm on a fun bender. All right. right. (laughs) Get me done. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta get up here. (laughs) Just sick.
So if you like this episode, please feel free to share it and leave a rating. And if you have or know of anyone with a wild story, please get in contact with me through my Instagram, Aaron underscore Shanks, or the website, diariesofthewildones.com, because I'd love to sit down over a beer or a coffee and hear it. I do it like a double.